Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. It is lovely uh, to have all of you guys here. I've got a really fun episode of the podcast for you guys today. I got uh, my co-host Boat back. We're going to be talking uh, a little bit about um, this past weekend's tournament, although not really getting into the weeds too much about the tournament itself, just kind of our reactions to golf on TV, what sort of an impact um, the players from that tournament will have on golf, oh, just lots of fun stuff. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Heritage uh, Classic coming up this weekend at Harbortown. Uh, we're going to touch a little bit on the update uh, that we got regarding the PGA Championship at TPC Harding Park. Uh, some tales from the golf shop. So all, all kinds of good stuff here um, in this week's podcast. But, you know, before we jump into our conversation with Boat, I I got to tell you about our new sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. And this one is, uh, <laughs> this is pretty awesome. I uh, So I got a chance to talk to the owner of this place. Um Right now, I'm about to pitch to you guys a vacation rental, and not just like a vacation rental company, but one house specifically, and that is called the Sea Winds Estate. Um, now, many of you are probably not familiar with this place, but the Sea Winds Estate is essentially one of the most baller 7,000 square foot houses hanging over the cliffs of the Pacific Ocean uh, that you probably have the ability to rent yourself. And it's not just any 7,000 foot palatial estate. Uh, consuming 60-plus acres of beautiful Oregonian coastline. But it also happens to be just a few miles north of the Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. And in 2020, social distancing is um, on everybody's mind. We're trying to be as safe as possible. And while I, every time I go to Bandon Dunes, I've always stayed at the resort, and uh, I'll probably be doing the same the next time I go back. Uh, be, i I got to admit that that, that might not be the case because I might have to make a trip up there pretty soon to go stay at the Sea Winds Estate. Um just a super, super awesome pad, about 10 miles north of the Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. It's a great spot for weddings, uh, if you have a small little party, uh, some corporate events like to do it as well, but also, if you've got a golf trip with like 12 to 16 friends, um, and you're just looking to mix it up a little bit, you should check out seawindsestate.com. Um, this place is legit, and uh, talk with the owner, you know, one one worry that I always have if I was going to stay offside of band is like, well, I like to, you know, I like to do a lot of drinking. I like to do a lot of other stuff that's not going to allow me to really operate any kind of a motorized vehicle uh, when I'm out of Bannon. And the, the owner said, well, that's okay. We got a shuttle service, you know, for 10 bucks a head. We get you to and from the resort on a bus just like you would on the Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. I was like, well, well, I guess that's, I guess that's pretty cool. Like, like, wow, shoot. But I guess, you know, for food, like, you know, it's so nice because Bannon's got all the food that we can go eat. He's like, oh, don't worry. I also have the thing where if you if you rent the house, you can also pick up the option to rent a personal chef and come do all your grocery shopping and cooking for you. And I was like, well, this actually sounds pretty damn awesome. I'm going to have to check this out. So I'm going to let you guys check it out. I'm going to be talking about Sea Winds Estate, uh, you know, here, here in a few more podcasts coming up. But I'm just going to tease you guys a little bit. So I encourage all of you to go visit Sea Winds Estate. Dot com. That's C-S-E-A, wins, with an S at the end, estate.com. Oregon's premier wedding, event, and golf buddy Oregon Coast venue. All right, with that out of the way, let's get to our conversation with Boat. It's a good one. Happy to have you all back here on the Golf Guide Podcast. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. After a brief hiatus due to the world seemingly falling apart, I am very happy uh, to once again be joined by my 
lovely co-host, blogging extraordinaire, Mr. Jess Stemak, Boat. It's great to have you back, brother. What's uh, what's shaking, man? Not much, buddy. Just uh, got to see some live golf uh, with uh, somewhat full field, so things are going well. Live yeah. sports are fun. I mean, I got to tell you, it's somewhat full field, almost uh, shockingly, almost seems like an understatement. That was... Uh, Man, that was like a who's who on Sunday. I mean, it's bit, minus the big cat. Uh, I felt like pretty cool. Every name you could have possibly uh, wished was was around the leaderboard. Seemingly was kind of there. Um, yeah, that's crazy, man. I know it was fun. Absolutely crazy. Now, were you working on Sunday while the final round was going on? We were so busy. I I caught I I, I caught the missed putts at the end. Uh, that was it. I don't know how they got to that playoff. But um, that's fantastic. It's it, it seemingly is great, and you know I got to tell you, man. Like I do feel a little guilty myself. So, uh, for ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, you're about to hear two guys that more or less only got to watch about ten minutes of uh, Sunday's final round uh, break down the golf tournament that you very well could have watched a lot more of. So prepare for <laughs> some incredibly educated takes. Um, Real insightful. <laughs> real, real insightful. Uh, I, I, admittedly, I did watch you know probably a couple hours total of this tournament. I didn't really watch much on Sunday. Most of my viewing, I think, was taking place on Thursday uh, during the opening round. Um, but you know, I, but I, I got to admit something to you, man. I I feel like I kind of you know my, minus the majors, I feel like I watch professional golf the way that most diehard NBA fans claim they watch the NBA is that. They really don't actually watch all that much, but they see a bunch of highlights and they read some occasional stuff and then tell everybody they're huge NBA fans where I kind of feel the same way about golf and that unless it's a major, I'm actually only probably watching a, a couple of hours at most of each tournament, but I want to read everything when it's all done. I want to go to the social media, see the kind of shit everybody's talking and kind of get a temperature of how everything went down, maybe listen to another podcast or two and then kind of digest. And I almost kind of prefer that with a few exceptions as to just sitting down and watching golf for a few days for four or five hours each day is does that make me an awful golf analyst i mean no, you, you I can say the, yes uh, but, yeah. the the nightly replays are, are great <clears throat> they're, I mean, they're, they're not you know they're not full you know on the golf channel they're not full coverage it's um you know bits and pieces here and there and then golf central i mean golf central is going to tell you what you need to know about the round mm-hmm. um and we kind of just bounce uh some of their ideas in, into this thing and uh call it a podcast yeah that's that's a great call <laughs> that's a great call so let, let, let's go let's go a little surface level with uh with this championship because i think that's where you and i i think yeah. are going to be able to add um a little bit of insight that maybe folks out there listening might not be able to find in some other places so uh a couple things just about the tournament in general that i thought to be pretty interesting let's start with um implosions yeah. just absolute bed shitting just fecal matter running down the leg and khaki pants at colonial on sunday the first one i'll ask you about is does it even surprise you anymore when rory mcelroy just beefs it on sunday no, even- no it's a, that's a demon he's got to fight um he's he's lets him get away he's he's shut the door on some uh Still a lot of golf. I think the jury's out on Rory. Um, but he seemed to be the best player in the world for like the last six, seven months. I think people were starting to think that, 
you know, he's confident. He's been winning like more than he had in the last couple of years. Maybe, maybe it's behind him. And man, those ghosts showed up on Sunday uh, and just man, was it forty one in the front nine? Is that, is that well, what I saw? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple names out there. Sure. Um, that are forces to be reckoned with right now. One is he got zero coverage based on the you know the golf centrals and even the little bit that i watched on sunday sung jm had another top 10 oh what a surprise <laughs> what a surprise <laughs> and once again colin morikawa was right there at the end mm-hmm. uh 21 straight cuts is that i good? don't see him i don't see him stopping hmm. um 21 in a row the uh fans of the american Ryder cup team should be pretty, pretty happy about he's playing right now mm-hmm. and about how Berger is playing. That was his four straight top ten. We, you remember, we, t- we talked about him earlier in the year, uh, probably last fall, and I was like, you know what? It would be nice if he had a good year because uh, it, you know, it seemed like the wrist was finally allowing him to practice the way he wanted to. Um, kind of, you know, Gary, Gary Woodland was right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's hope he's not just a one and done, uh, you know, another Ryder cup guy that we're going to need DeShambo looks like just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know who he looks like. Um, <laughs> like he watching him swing the club, dude, that's just, that's, I mean, Tiger's like, take it easy, bro. <laughs> it's going to be, be a knee. It's going to be a shoulder. It's going to be a back. That guy is creating so much club head speed. I there's no I don't I don't I I, I don't, it will be interesting to see how long he can keep going at it like that because it's he's doing that on the practice range too. That is dude, that's that's hard on the body. Uh yeah, and again this is me. So you hit like five different things that I actually want to talk about, even a little bit of length. You so I'll see if I can go. Yeah. We'll. we'll, we'll well, you know, you said Bryson. That to me, that's the biggest story of the weekend. So let's just start right there. You hit the nail on the head. I so, but I, I don't know. I never played competitive football at any level. I, 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 did, did you? I, I I played freshman year. I hated it. Yeah. It was, okay. It was five. I played uh, right guard. We're golfers, but okay. Was, we don't play football. Four. We're golfers. Okay. I was I was five four. Uh, wasn't tall enough to be quarterback. They said linemen don't touch a football. They wouldn't even let me kick extra points. Uh, five practices a day. Pull, being a pulling right guard at the junior varsity level is not all. It's <laughs> wow that that now built, yeah, junior varsity right guard now that day. is that is sex in a bottle right there, my and man. I that, almost I, sophomore year I went out double days conditioning all that, and you know the coaches were like, ah, you're in pretty good shape considering you've been walking up and down fairways all summer long because I didn't mm-hmm. go to one summer workout. And I was I was running with the running backs and DBs, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I probably should be walking down a fairway right now. This yeah. is awful. Yep. So, all right. So, with that being said, like this is not something that I know from personal experience, but I have enough buddies and enough friends that uh, did you know competed in wrestling at the high school and collegiate level. Same goes for football. And the one thing that you know is really cool about playing those sports boat is that you know it, it's it's kind of required that you are eating a shit ton, you're exercising, you're putting on weight, you're putting on muscle. A lot of times you look great. Uh, I don't know if I would say that for Bryson, but you, you yeah, like you look huge. yeah you you look great. I mean you're huge, you're strong, but 
man, that is so unnatural for someone's he, body. He's maintaining the he, he's maintaining the flexibility though. It's well, it's pretty well, so far. They call, they call him the mad scientist. Yeah, so I mean, so so far he is, and, and right now, I mean, how old is Bryson? I mean, probably should have researched this. Twenty five. So he's twenty five years old. I mean, I think that's he's still two years away from what a lot of people consider to be. A male human being's physical apex, which is twenty seven. Did, did you did you see what he, uh, his quote was? And they're like, which "What one? did you do during the shutdown?" And he's like, "I ate Brian Harmon." <laughs> <laughs> it, it honestly looked that way. And see, what worries me though, boat, is exactly what you said about Tiger. Is that all my buddies that put on all this weight for you know you know football, wrestling, whatever it might be, dude, they hated it they said they were miserable all the time their bones really hard their the body joints, structure man. carrying around all this weight that it's not really designed to do and honestly coming from it believe me i'm a heavy guy but i'm losing some lbs and it you, your ankles feel better your knees feel better i mean your shoulders your back mainly your back dude mm-hmm. that that is going to be sense. that on his back <laughs> especially the torque and twist and the added, I don't know, guys probably put on 40 pounds over the last two, two years, I'd say. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. I mean, he's got a big frame. He's got a big frame. He can, he can maintain that for a while, but you look at the guys that retire from the NFL and, um, Joe Thomas, the guy that was the lineman, dude, Joe Thomas, the the perfect example. He's he's lost like a hundred pounds. Now he's like the fittest guy on the rocks, uh, ultimate warrior show. Uh, (laughs) he, I mean, he, he's, there's a bunch of guys that have done that, and they're just like, dude, it was hell on my joints. Yeah, um, yeah. and I'm worried the same thing's gonna happen to Bryson, man. And I, 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 I know he's 25, so I, mean, I feel like he could might be able to get away with it for a while. But man, yeah. he's I, I think the guy, the no laying up guys, said this perfectly, and uh, so I'm gonna I'm not necessarily steal from them, but uh, yeah. I, th- I think they made a perfect is perfect. Basically, a lot of golfers are working their bodies to have a career of 20 plus years where they're trying to find that perfect balance of strength, flexibility, and fitness. And he's doing the opposite. And, and yeah, what Bryson's doing is he's trying, he's pushing all his chips into the middle of the table and saying, you know what? I want to have the most oh, sick ass five year stretch of all time. It, whatever happens he's, after that. He, he's it, trying to have a, he's trying to have a David Duvall, Johnny Miller type run. Yeah, that's exactly right. Just a bunch of tournaments and hopefully more, he, you know, hopefully more majors. Johnny got two and David had one, but, I, I I totally agree. Um, I, t- I I totally agree. That's a that's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, um, it just seems like he's all he's going for broke right now. He's been right. I mean, even before he put on this weight, he was still playing, yeah, you know, one of the best players in the world. Yeah, all the, all the other guys are like Woodland. Woodland's lost uh, 25, 20 pounds. pounds. Yeah, and he looked great. I saw him. I saw him once, and I was like, I mean, he's got to be feeling better. He's got to be more more energy, more flexibility. He's probably hitting it further. Um, yeah, everyone else is slimming down. Um, you know, look at Rory. Rory got jacked. Yeah, didn't work for him. No, he's slim, slimmed down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Jason Day got really big, had the back issues, didn't mm. he? Yeah, how was that working out for him? Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's these guys. The longer they're out there, they start to figure out kind of what their fighting weight is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's not like they don't have time. They don't have the time to put in to lose the weight and and change their body because that's their profession. Mm-hmm. They go to the gym, they go to the pool, they ride the bike, they hit the balls, they hit the wedges, they do the putts, and then some of them do that stuff at the end all over again. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they don't have the time to, to develop a routine to shape their body exactly. 
and they're, all their all their fitness guys are hey this is what you're eating today this is where you're meeting me at this time this is your free time all those and th- and they know all those guys i mean you look at the guy like hunter mahan he's probably made like 40 million dollars on tour mm-hmm. right he's a year older than me i believe and he's fine he knew that if he was going to have that run i think about guys like him billy horschel Zach Johnson, one of the most underrated careers ever. Yep. Um, those guys, they knew that, hey, we're not the big Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson type. We need to get the most out of what we're working with. All those guys have very similar frames and uh, physical limits, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So those guys had to, I guarantee their routines were extremely similar. Um, but he is huge, dude. He is enormous. massive. And so, all right. So at this tournament, anyway, you know, one thing that is all I've always liked about colonial and it was, it got hammered home for a thousand hours leading up to this tournament is that it's a, it's a shot makers golf course, right? It's not particularly long by PGA oh, no, tour standards. You you're know, picking it, sides of the fairway. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I love that. It, it brings a whole level of strategy into it that may not otherwise be there. Guys you know, are usually required to shape the ball right to left, left to right, you know, deal with all these trees that are cutting off angles and things like that. And, you know, Bryson just heard all that and it's like, that, that shit don't matter. I'm just going to bomb the living fuck out of this He's driver all, over all those what, trees and it just uh, doesn't matter. Par, pardon, uh, what dog leg are you <laughs> referring to? <laughs> pardon? <laughs> uh, I'm a physics guy. I'm an A to B guy. So... So then, my question I beg to you, or I, I pose lines. to you about: Do you like watching bomb and gouge golf? It's that's what it's become. Um, Absolutely, it's what it's become. But is that something that you enjoy? Like, do you watch? Do you really like watching? It's, I mean, the Dustin's it's, and the Rory's. It, and the, it's it's entertaining. It's entertaining, but okay. watching watching Tiger uh, dissect the golf course the way he does, I think, is an art. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you know, do you think Tiger was a bomb and gouge guy like in its in its purest form in the same way that like a Dustin Johnson is? I think he probably was right before the knee in the back went out. Hmm. You might not be wrong. I mean, I mean, is, he was. It felt like Tiger just had. He more was always. Shots, he was. I mean, but then again, there was the one British Open where he didn't hit one driver. So yeah, yeah. Um. I think he was just he was so much more physically gifted than everyone else. It seemed like he was maybe there there was obviously swings that you have visuals of in your mind where the recoil was Greg Norman esque. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, this makes sense to try and fly this ball three forty with a steel shafted three hundred and fifty CC driver. Mm-hmm. And to watch him make those swings, I mean, he, he probably had the most reach back of anybody. Dude, I, the yeah, fact they talk about Rory and Dustin Johnson's reach back. I feel like Tiger had like a thirty-yard reach back. Yeah, this where he knew he just had that extra gear. But I mean, I I, I like both. I mean, because it's obviously they're both um, successful. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's Pump, true. Gouge, try and break down. I think. Uh, I mean, it's the way they're designing the golf courses now is the tacticians hitting a bunch of irons off the tee. I mean, if you want, if you want to go four iron, four iron, the, the stats show that you ain't going to score. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'm, I'm going to read you a small little passage. And then when, after I'm done reading it, I'm going to see if you can guess, uh, who this, who this little bit of literature belongs to. Okay. All right. uh, I'm going to hit you real quick. Okay. So it's going to take about one minute here. 
So, quote, Bryson DeChambeau's physical transformation and continued ability to play at a high level is a sight to behold and something totally unimaginable, except to the distanistas who have long feared that a day would come where distance was so clearly the primary tool that we'd see players transforming their bodies to take advantage of the remarkable technological advances. So we will keep seeing the progression to this modified world-long drive with the potential for an array of health issues. No sign it's adding fans to the pro game, and worst of all, telling aspiring young golfers trying to find speed to play high school golf. Then there are all of the absurd side effects on courses, cost, length of round, and the general cancer such an evolution would be on the game. The governing bodies have never taken these notions seriously in relentlessly passing the buck over the years. End quote. Boat, do you want to take one guess on who that is, uh, who, who I'm going to attribute that to? Brandel? <laughs> no, but that is actually is a great guess. Because <laughs> That is a great guess. No, no. I mean, of all the writers that I, you know, I, I tat on this show, which one seems to have the biggest gripe with guys hitting it too far? Is that your guy? It's my guy. Jeff Jeff is on is on the mark. So that that was a little blog post from Jeff Shackelford, I think, that he posted yesterday. And it's weird because I read that and I'm kinda like, man, he's kinda being a wet blanket. I mean, this is like some weird, wild, crazy shit that like Bryson's doing. And then I've also at the same time I, I think to myself, like, man, this is the start of a slippery, slippery slope because it's really awesome that it's just Bryson right now. But if at some point half the tour is all of a sudden bulking up and just trying to just slap it off the tee to get wedges in and everything. I'm, I, I'm pessimistic about how entertaining that's going to be, uh, in a year, two years, five years from now. Am I, am I, am I just too much of a Jeff fanboy? Well, okay, the answer to that obviously is yes. Okay, no, you don't, you don't have to answer that question. It's like, it, it is, does Jeff make at least a halfway decent point? Because you're somebody who is obviously instrumental in a, a very popular public golf course that a lot of people come to to introduce themselves to the game, learn the game, try to improve their golf games. As as a swing instructor, I mean, what what, what do you think about this? Uh, I'm not teaching that. No. No. That would be horrible. Okay. I, I mean, so as, as I, don't, I... I don't teach any uh, tour, win, tour winner uh, caliber players, but... Uh, if they if they win a couple and they say okay you know I want to get longer, I'm not the guy to talk to either. <laughs> but it's a great... that's I mean no, I hope it's no I'm teaching fundamentals and balance and so um, do you mind if I pose a hypothetical to you both? I would love to see if Gary Player has a quote on this. Uh, I I have not let, looked that up, but I'm, I'm you know I'm gonna get our research and development team on that boat. So just to yeah. just hold on <laughs> one second, uh, I, I'm gonna pose you a hypothetical to you both. So as a high school golf coach, let's say two years from now. You mm-hmm. get a, a freshman, or let's say you, you've had him for a year, you've got a sophomore who's, he's let's say he's a two, all right? He's he's a good player, two handicap. I'm you know, welcome. You, 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 you're, you know, you're pumped, you got a good guy on your team. Been a while since I had one of those. Like, hey, hey, you know, hey, Montgomery Vikings, we, we got you guys. They're, 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 uh, they will be coming back, I hope. Um, let's say you got a two handicap, he's a 15-year-old. I've and told com- you before, Kyle, we offer tuition waivers. I like that. <laughs> Mom and dad's like that a lot, too. <laughs> It's public school. Uh, oh, yeah, it's public a, school. That's, 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 that's a jab at okay. uh, a parochial school in Santa Rosa. <laughs> oh, man. That's, yeah, uh, um, <clears throat> anyway, let's, <laughs> as we change the subject from schools that uh, whose color you know color pattern yeah. may not include uh, the you know the color or word cardinal, um, my question is, if you have a 15-year-old who's a two-handicap comes up to you and says, Coach, I, I feel good about my game, but 
I really think that if I can pick up 25 yards off the tee, I can take things to a new level. I want to be like Bryson. I want to put on some weight, and I want to get long. Now, assuming this kid has already hit puberty, he's already hit puberty, so he's kind of, you Mm -hmm. know, he's kind of sort of growing into and is almost at what his, you know, his final form will be. So I don't know if that changes. Maybe he needs to be a junior to for this question to work. But I mean, what? How do you react? Oh, it's very simple. Yeah, Uh, it's okay. Go make fifty-three footers right now in front of me. If you can do that, then we'll go work on your distance. Very simple. For everybody out there, I'm just nodding my head thinking, fuck, I wish I could make 53-footers in a row. Yeah. I mean, that's a great Unless point. you can absolutely cash in those three-footers on a simple routine where you walk up to the putt knowing that you've already made it, trying to get longer is absolutely fucking irrelevant. So then my question to you becomes, if you're a 15-, 16-year-old high school golfer, going to the putting green and hitting three-footers is... The only shortcut. It's, it's, it's boring, dude. What what if I what if it I'm is. 15 and 16? I want to show my friends how long I am. So once you know, once Coach Boat is out of here, I'm out there with my buddies mm-hmm. on the weekends. Yeah, we could go to the putting green, work mm-hmm. on you know work on our short game. But you know what? Let's go get four huge buckets of balls. Let's go to In and Out Burger, buy six cheeseburgers, <laughs> and let let's you know let's get Good six burger. six protein shakes, six burgers, and mm-hmm. let's just go bomb drivers for four hours. Yeah. I and all of a sudden. You're working in the golf shop. You you know maybe you walk down to the parking lot to go hop in your car to go grab some lunch, and you see your guys out there just, you know, basically just IVing, you know, like mm-hmm. muscle milk, you know, into their bodies and just sitting there with a the driver for hours on end. What do you do? Uh, I tell them to stop. <laughs> Why are you so relaxed? You're, what? I, I, t- I tell them to stop. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they listen. If it's Saturday, I can t- uh, still technically coach. If it's on a Sunday, my lips are sealed. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's been my whole thing. A lot of the years when I haven't had as much talent and I've had more beginners, I mean, first two, three, four weeks, we, uh, just on, just on the putting green, mm-hmm. um, because I know that you know, for the beginners, you get, you gotta, you gotta work backwards. You gotta go from the green back to the tee. Once you can get it, get it ar- around the green, then that's when we can start worrying about getting it off the tee. Because uh, <laughs> if you're just, I mean, you see these kids and they're throwing four or five away, five strokes away around the greens. And it's like, well, I hit, I hit it in the rough and then I got it up there by the green and I was, I you know, chipped it on. I, you know, I had a 40 footer for par and I make a seven, you know, the simple percentages. So you, where you probably need to uh, save a couple strokes. Hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's why I have all the kids keep their stats and um, it's, Whew, that's you know, every every night we'll end a drill with okay guys this is a 12 foot putt it is not uphill it is not downhill it moves eight inches right to left if everyone can two putt this we're gone and you would not and then if that you know they miss it they run to the creek and back on one um that's so awesome but it's, it's a 12 footer kyle i mean it's a 12 footer uh even the left-handed kids I'll let them go for uh, hit it from the other side of the hole if they want because it's I mean you know we like the ball working back towards us instead of going away from us mm-hmm. you know we all we all drool us right handers when we get a right to left or subtle versus a left to right right mm-hmm. just something about finishing the stroke and knowing that ball is coming back towards us mm-hmm. but uh, you would not believe how how long it takes fifteen to twenty kids for them to all two pot I'm not talking like get it within a foot 
Some of these kids can blow it four feet past, but you can still make a four footer. And plus, they're getting to watch their teammates hit the putt over and over and over. Okay, oh. it's 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 twelve feet, and then you know that's where I talk about the mental aspect, guys. A lot of you should just be going through your routine and taking it for what it is. It's a 12-footer. If it goes in, great. If not, tap it in move on. If you're trying not to three-putt, sometimes you are. Mentally, you have to be positive versus dreading running. Okay, And this is where they learn a lot, especially the beginners. you got to treat every putt the same way. I don't care if it's for birdie or double. Yep. you got to stick to your routine. Absolutely. And, um, But, yeah, the beginners, they, they need – to be able to put a band-aid on that part of the game. So I would say, yeah, go make 53 footers or go hit a bucket of wedges to where one is not more than 12 yards offline left or right. But if you can't do that, you, you trying to hit the ball 10 yards further is irrelevant. Hmm. So it's where, you know, that's high school golf versus pro golf. But um, yeah, Kids need to spend more time on the putting green and they need to find a way to make it fun. That's why I'll also do games. I'll do eight versus eight. First to three makes best out of three. You got to make it fun. And, you know, if it's a Saturday and you're not at practice, it's a lot better if you got three or four buddies out there that you can play 21. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Play 31, play match play. Um, I, I can't tell you how much time I spent on the green with David and Dane and Billy and just, you know, we wanted to compete. We weren't out there f- to get a freaking tan. We weren't out there to be seen. We were out there to get better. And, um, you know, now we're talking about high school golf because the, the pros certainly know how to get better. And Bryson, maybe the mad scientist is onto something here. Yeah. First, well, first it was the iron links. Now he's like, nope, you guys got to eat 5,000 calories a day. <laughs> Jesus. I well, see, that, that's the other thing that I find crazy. So, and it's something like that. It's got to be so many calories. Oh, well, so at the, the stat that I heard is that he's drinking six protein shakes a day, and I don't know what his calorie goal is um, on, like, wow. a daily basis, but I guess the, the thing that's crazy, at least concerning Bryson, is, I mean, is it even remotely possible that he stays this size and he stays this big now that the professional calendar started because i mean trying to walk 18 practice travel and all that stuff like that it's going to be a lot more difficult to get in his routine of exercise and eating the way that he was before so i mean is it is it fair to say that this is probably the biggest that we'll see him for a while his guy's probably coming with him on the road i i I certainly don't think he's going to be able to put on any more weight clearly he wanted to get to a weight Mm mm-hmm and he, you know, he probably wouldn't have teed it up if he wasn't at what he wanted to be his fighting weight yet. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, he might lose it. Yeah. You know, it's going to be hot at a lot of the venues. Um, I'm really excited for this week. I, I absolutely love Harbor Town. Yeah. Same. Same. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, before before we jump to Harbor Town, that's actually a great yeah. transition, boat. But I, I guess the one last thing I'll ask you, if we're reverting back to like your high school guys, um, this is something in in my head that I go back and forth on because I really don't know the answer. Um, because it, it, the answer was probably yes back when I was in high school, but yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, I don't have, you have a much better read on how, you know, human beings between the ages of 14 and 18's brains work in, you know, in this point in time. So I'd ask it to you is, do you really think that the pros today have as large of an impact on young youth golfers as they used to in terms of 
you know, looking up to the guys, wanting to be like them. Do do you still get the I think sense? They have, I think they have more options. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For you sure. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot. There's a lot more guys publicized now. There's a lot more TV. There's a lot more social media. Like there was, there was some guys that we would have liked if we knew about them. Kyle, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we were in the middle of the Tiger era. I mean, I like Duvall because the guy was just so business-like. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Everything he said was so calculated, um, and it just seemed sharp. I liked his point of view. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked the angles he played. I liked the way he played the game. Um, the guy he was an unbelievable ball striker. Mm-hmm. I think he's. There's a lot of guys that out there would probably agree that he was one of the best ball strikers in that era. Um, but we didn't have a lot of exposure to these other guys. Now we can follow them on social media and find out that Max Homa is just an absolute comedian. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that's bringing a lot of popularity to him and more followers. There's 30 other examples of that. You know what I mean? Morikawa's only been out there for a little while. You listen to the guy talk in his post-round interviews, it's like, okay, Berkeley probably begged him to attend there. I mean, the guy just sounds like... He should have like been on the he, spaceship that went into orbit a couple weeks ago. He, you know, he might be Mensa. Um, hmm. The guy sounds brilliant, like a brilliant mind. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to choose from. But um, I think, you know, most kids are still going to – the most commercial guys, kids watch a lot of TV. You know, Ricky, Rory, obviously Rory, you know, the big Nike thing. And um, who knows? Maybe some kids are like, wow, that DeChambeau guy. You know, there might be a couple of nerds out there like, look how big those grips are. Dad, his grips are, his, his shafts are all the same length. Like, that's, a, like, that's why I'm asking. It's like, in the back of my head, is there any, like, mentally stable, you know, teenager in America that's actually watching Bryson DeChambeau and saying, that's what I want to be like? Because I mean, this is all, you know, kind of doesn't really matter if that's if the answer is no, yeah. but I can't imagine that there's none out there. There's a couple of of uh, misled Patrick Reed fans just like, that's right. You ain't cheating, ain't trying. I mean, but yeah, there's, there's a lot to choose from. Um, Justin Thomas, you know, there's a lot, a lot of these guys, you know, I, I think Ricky was the only one to wear the mic and I saw a meme where they called them the narc. Uh, but I thought that was pretty funny, but I did like Justin Thomas's quote. He's like, no, what I say out there with my boys on the course is between us. That's for no one else's ears. It's not like we're screaming it because we don't want the crowd to hear it. But I'm not. No. Uh-uh. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was. Uh, whew, I mean, I, I certainly think Bryson stole the show. I mean, it was pretty much the only thing I was really thinking about, you know, after the weekend, thinking about, you, oh. know, think, you know, reading about the tournament. It's just anytime somebody brought up Bryson in a, you know, a recap or, you know, a, a piece they had wrote about the tournament. That's that's where my eyes immediately went to because I wanted to read everything I could on just. Seems like it, it almost feels like Burger just. And it wasn't even like it was more was that long. You know, Xander, nope. I mean, Xander, Xander, DeChambeau, um, that thing was up for grabs. That could have went a lot of different ways. Justin Rose just barely missing the birdie pot on 18. I saw that in the highlight. Um, Berger kind of just, he's kind of like a little, I mean, not really a long shot because he had been playing really well before, uh, covid but he kind of just down the home stretch kind of caught the rail and took it away from you know 
Omaha, I, I could say a favorite. The way Morikawa has been playing, it's like no one would have been surprised if he won that golf tournament. Oh, yeah. So, it's a, actually, let, let, let's finish on Morikawa before we move over to the Heritage and I get a couple JJ's of JJ's pretty there. happy. I shot JJ a text. I go, I'm happy for you, man. And he goes, it's a hell of a ride right now. Hell of a ride. Uh, so, maybe... I, I, I don't want you to ask. I don't want yeah. you to ask JJ this, but I guess my question to you would be, and this is, um, this is something I've heard on a, multiple other podcasts. I know PGA Tour Radio. One of the hosts was just, you know, ranting on and on about this for days at a time last week. Um, as unbelievable as Colin Morikawa is, and I, I think it's, I don't think it's crazy to say that he's already one of the ten best ball strikers in the entire world. I, I think that valid statement. I, I think that actually is already the case. It's but such a simple move. But as you know, these people keep mentioning. He, he's, man, he is iffy with a putter in his hand. And if he could just become a slightly better than average putter, man, the the sky is the limit. And I guess my question to you is, it gets back to this, you know, is he sitting down, is he sitting down and drilling, you know, 50 straight three footers every day? I mean, he's a pro, so obviously he is, but. He's going to be fine. He's got, he's got a great guy on his bag. One of the best putters I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. He'll get that guy going. Okay. I hope so. Cause yeah. I mean, that, that, that seems to be the rap on Marikawa right now is that. He can do everything except confidently stand over a 12-footer and hit it home when he has to. I mean, even the announcers, uh, that the putty missed in regulation, they're like, how did that go left? Like, that putt has never gone left before. Yeah. And he was he was utterly shocked. The short one he missed, he just hit it too hard. He, he left the blade open and he just hammered it. That was a perfect storm. What's, I think is, dude, and again, this, this is something I heard somewhere else, yeah. although I, I can't remember where, but it almost seems like his putting grip is so soft that he's barely holding on the club. And, and it's then, soft. So, soft is good. If anything, I think you're. But what about uh, too soft? No, there's no such thing. I think, I think no such thing as too soft. Okay. I think JJ is going to get him to try and speed up his routine a little bit and spend less time over the ball. Okay. That is something you will probably. I, I'm guessing, after the after the short missed ones back to back, if you look at it, he's over that ball and he's not really readjusting. It's like three to. I. I it's for me. It's, it's just two a staring contest. Seconds, it's two to three seconds too long. So I know there's people telling him that. He's obviously a smart guy. He knows that looking back, but he made some bombs too. Mm-hmm. Um. He, Every good golfer knows what they need to work on. He'll keep putting himself in those situations. He'll break through, and um, I mean he's he's already won, so he's already he's already broken through. But all these guys know what they what they need to work on because they all want to be great. Yeah. At this point, they know most of them are set for life. Okay? Yeah. So that was their goal. They played professional golf. They they made a comfortable living. Now these guys want to win. That's why they're out there. Um, that is. I mean, I I know we were going to segment in a Harbor Town, but. I had a very short blog last night. I, I read it, by the way. Just want to let you know. I, I'm actively reading the Shakes and Birds blog. So, but please go ahead. These young guys, they're just out on tour. They're not that far from re- removed from playing big golf courses with no spectators. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I heard Billy Horschel talk about it and a couple other guys, too. They said, you know, I kind of felt weird out, you know, weird out there. I didn't, I didn't get any momentum going. Off a, off a big putt made, he goes, um, you know, th- the energy wasn't quite there. But for all these guys that are just fresh out of college, they're not playing events with a lot of spectators. So I think this is right up their alley. And they're for them, it's just they're just going out there to try and shoot a low score. They, they, you know, they're not worried about signing scorecards or waving to the crowd. They've never done that before until this year. You know what right, I mean? Right. So 
and even Daniel Berger, he's been out there a while, but he got out there when he was like 19 or 20. So I'm not surprised to see a young guy win because that's my take that they're not that far removed. There's there's more spectators in junior golf than there is college golf. Kyle, hmm. college golf's played during the week. Yeah, it's, it, that's a great. It's, call. it's your parents. That's a great. You might call. you might have some boosters there, but it's your parents watching you. Basically, yeah. a rules official. Hmm. So that's great, that's great my take. And I heard a couple pros talk about it. it makes a ton of sense. The more I thought about it. It was a late post. I had a couple in me, but my grammar was fine. Um, had to do it. That, it was kind of like one of those one of those light bulb moments. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. And again, when, when, I, when I saw it uh, posted on the you know on the Facebook, and it, I I clicked it, I read, it, I was like, this this actually, yep. Wait, checking. Yes, yes. Story checks out. And, and uh, probably one of my clearer thoughts. <laughs> I'm proud and, of you. And it was very, I'm really proud of you, brother. Very short, and I you know. It's the shortest by far, but it's it's still a blog post. It's short but concise, and I mean, really, I, yeah. I remember high school English. Uh, you know, Miss Burns at, uh, oh, yeah. at oh, Montgomery yeah. High School oh, yeah. said, "If you can say two things, and you can say well, it I long." And, I got a story about Miss Burns. Oh, fantastic! If you got a if you got a beautiful, eloquent, you know, poetic, beautiful way of saying something in a hundred words, or you can say the exact same thing in five, I don't care how good of a writer you are. The short one is always better. Yeah. Always better. Go ahead, Miss Burns. What do you got? So, um, Apo- Apo- apologies to all the non Santa Rosa Montgomery. But we're going down the rabbit hole real quick. But go ahead, Boat. Uh, extra credit project. Uh, there was a play. Now, are we talking That's, senior uh, year here, junior uh, year? Oh, this is uh, no, this is sophomore year. Sophomore year. Okay, I like it. Sophomore year English and um, extra credit project. There's a play going on Friday and Saturday night, and my friend Jordan said that he went, which he didn't. Good and I was I like, like let me get to, let me get the cliff notes to the play. Let me uh, write a quick page and try and get some extra credit here. He tells me the play is about a horse race. And I ad lib for like 200 words of, about this horse race. And a couple of things that happened during the horse race before and after. I turn this paper in and she reads my paper in front of the whole class. Yes. In front of the whole class, and she's like, "Now, Jess, what play did you go see?" And Jordan is just cracking up behind me. It was, uh, and it, you know, my mom was teaching um, sports med uh, at the high school at the time uh, as a as, as an extra gig, and um, th- that was laughed about amongst the faculty. That. <laughs> Oh, that is really tremendous, actually. It was, yeah. I still haven't gotten him back for that, but I will. Oh, I still need to get him back for that one. Shout out to the powerful young Mr. Borowitz there. That That, that is a smartest, great... Smartest, funniest thing he'll ever do. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. That oh. is unbelievable. Wow. What? what that, that, that's incredible, actually. I, the next yeah. time I see him out of BV, I, maybe, maybe I'll have to ask him about that. When do you think the last time uh, Mr. Borowitz thought about that story was? Uh... He, his memory is not that good, Kyle. Okay, good. But, good. Uh, well, hopefully, listen I, to the when podcast. I bring it up, yeah. When I do bring it up, it brings a real big smile to good. his face. Good. I, I would certainly hope so because I wasn't even yeah. there. I, I was still, what, three years away from getting into Montgomery High School at that point, and I'm smiling yeah. 20 years after the fact right now. That is incredible. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that lovely, <laughs> lovely antidote uh, it, it recorded on tape. Let's let's move ahead a little bit, but let's, uh, we, we got another what's normally a, a great. Um, tournament coming up this weekend. You already mentioned how much you love Harbortown. 
it, for me, it, it's one of the most fun uh, tournament venues to watch the pros play every year, much for the same reason that I like Colonial and that it's not a long golf course. It's a very strategic uh, design, you know, obviously designed by Pete Dye, one of his seminal um, pieces of work, you know, from the, I, I don't even know off the top of my head. Harbortown is what, 70s? I think, I think it, uh, the it has been in the tour rotation since 69. Jesus, wow, that's wild. And oh, that, was, awesome. uh, that was the year it was built, I think. Okay. All right, good. Or, so, or a couple years before, maybe. Okay, so we, we know that the golf course the, the golf course is nearly 50, is, is 50 years old, um, yeah. which, 50 plus, yeah. you know, for, for a modern golf course is quite old. And, you know, Harbortown actually, I, I, I think, is one of the golf courses that Tom Doak still refers to as uh, one of the most transformative, you know, things he ever saw. He worked for Pete Dye for a long time. And a lot of what you see at Harbortown influenced the work of Tom Doak, who then influenced Gil Hans and all the guys that are designing courses now. So this is... Harbortown, at least from the golf architecture nerd community, has, is, a, is a very important golf course in basically... Let me interrupt you real quick. What I do like... So there's not a lot of course designers with big names, right? Yes. But I do like how the younger guys worked with, like, the guys. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Bob Cup worked uh, for Jack Nicklaus for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he has done some unbelievable golf courses. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Um, and I, I just, I just want to bring on like there's, you got like a handful of guys in the the tree. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the the coaching the tree coaching tree. The so NBA, you know what I mean. I, I'm glad you hit it right there, boat, because this has been an idea that I've wanted to do for like an article for ages, but I just don't yeah. have the time and really the energy to want to do it. And plus, on top of that, like as much as I love golf course architecture, I, I oh you're a nerd. Oh, yeah, well, well no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely you know card carrying card carrying nerd. But I also feel like there's so many more people that know so much more than I do that I'm hoping they would do it. But I would love nothing more than to see a golf architecture coaching tree. I want yeah. I want to see the whole tree, where it all comes from, who influenced who, what years they were. I, I hope Worldwide. someone out there, yeah, I hope somebody out there has the testicular fortitude to actually press there's on and make a, that happen. There's got to be a book like you know, like the Who's Who of architects. There's, you know, I mean, there's got to be like a yeah. At, uh, oh no, they're absolutely 20, 23 and me. Like you know where <laughs> they came from. You know, like insert some blood. We'll see if you had. You know, how oh, yeah. far away from you were, were you away from a uh, you know Alistair McKenzie course? You know, yeah. something like that. That would be cool. You should probably do it, Kyle. I think. Well, I mean, shoot. I, I mean, Pete Dye is pretty much responsible for. Like, I think right now there's obviously you know, I'd say probably five to seven huge names that are still designing that are kind of like basically like the creme de la creme. Of golf course mm-hmm. designers working today, your Tom Dokes, Bill Corban, Crenshaw, Gil Hans, Jack Nicholas. Uh, you know, I, I still put like Mike DeVries in there. Um, Fazio, and, yeah, Fazio. Thank you. So, I mean, th- there's a couple guys out there that are still kind of considered the best of the best. But I, what's crazy is, you know, Gil Hans uh, basically, you know, interned under Doke when Doke was young. Doke interned under Pete Dye. So did Bill Cor. I mean, P- Pete Dye is pretty much responsible for all the guys that are at least responsible for what's now considered like minimalist like minimalism golf you know the very rugged natural looking golf courses like you see at bandon and what's very very popular to build right now pete Dye, even though his courses didn't look like that his work and what he taught all of these guys is what is now you know that that's the reason we have the golf that's being built today so uh for for the guys on tour to be gotten playing one of pete Dye's, you know best pieces of work uh from you know from a nerd standpoint it's uh it's gonna be awesome man and it's you know it's it's going to play different. Yes. Um, 
much hotter than uh, right now than it is right. in uh, April. Yeah, um, it, this this year was supposed to be played the week after yeah, the original Masters Day. After, yeah, yep. that's right. Okay. So it's um it's going to play much different. Uh, one I saw an interview with the tournament director, and he's like, it's probably going to have a and uh, you know all the tournament directors talk to each other for each, each event. Uh, especially under these circumstances, like, hey, have you thought anything else to improve the, you know, the this the six feet and all that and stuff? And um, he goes, you know, it might be a little bit different feel because a lot of the houses on the course, it's a private golf course. So if these homeowners want to be having a barbecue during the course of play, that's their prerogative. He's like, we're not telling them to or encouraging it, but if they're going to, they're going to. That's out of our hands. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, you might see, there might be more noise out there, more applause, more claps. Certainly than um, was last week at Colonial. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. You could have heard a pin drop out there. That's, so that's an incredible wrinkle. I'm actually now, yeah. now also I'm excited to see what the backyard said. I mean, is there any chance yeah. that somebody out there just goes full Wrigley and just sets up like bleachers <laughs> in their backyard, you know, selling secondhand tickets for people to come and park in their driveway and what, you know, that's a very uns, uh, unlow country thing to do. So I'm going to go ahead and say, no, <laughs> you're going to say that's they are me, dog. proper, polite and respectful. So okay. you will see some extremely nice lawn furniture. You will not see any, uh, so. any, any collapsible chairs out there. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I will say this, I, unlike past years, you know, cause Obviously, when this tournament is normally contested the week after the Masters, the field is a little slim, right? You know, I mean, really, the only top player in the world that consistently shows up to Harbortown is Dustin Johnson. So I and, think there was six out of the top ten in the world, and I think I think maybe ten out of ten this week. I saw a headline. There's I, a lot. I don't know about ten of the top ten, but I can tell you for sure that five of the top five, again, are there, yeah. which is incredible, man, because, I mean, I think... Of the top guys, like Brooks Kepka has never played there before. He's playing this weekend. Rory McIlroy's only ever. Well, played he's at probably Harbertown. not playing this weekend, but he's playing that- Thursday and Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not a major. Ladies and gentlemen, a little preview of the No Chance segment that we're going to have coming up later on. It's not a major. Uh, so, I, but that's it. Kepka's never played this before. Rory McIlroy hasn't played at Harbor Town since 2012, and yeah. that was his lone appearance. Um, like it's just it's it's a tournament that only Dustin Johnson of the top guys ever goes to, and the only reason he's playing it is because he's sponsored by RBC. So it's, it's oh, like, and he's a I mean he's a South Carolina boy. Yeah, okay. He's it. gonna play. He's gonna play all the home events. So, I, with that being said, like for there to be such an incredibly stacked field at this tournament that we hardly ever get to see the best players in the world play, it's gonna make it just that much more exciting. Uh, although I mean there is one very obvious uh, player missing. Uh, from the field, okay. although I, I'm sure you were well aware of this, but uh, you know, I, I know that you're a uh, you're, you're a barstool golf uh, you know listener at times, or I, I, I don't not, know. not a, a visual guy, okay, yeah. visual guy. So uh, Riggs over at the uh, from the barstool golf guys, let's uh, call him Riggs from Pinehurst. He spent like three months at Pinehurst, and he posts daily videos of his horrible putting stroke. That must be nice. And by the way, that's the thing is that I, again, this is me. You seen I, you guys putting stroke? I I have no room to talk. Posting it. Well, that's what I have no room to talk because my golf game is fucking trash, especially Don't right post now. Don't it until you get rid of the worst takeaway I've, I've seen well, in a part of my life. Not only is it a terrible takeaway. I don't know if you saw this on, on Twitter at some point. I was just scrolling through, and I saw him posting a, you know, a video of himself putting at Pinehurst. And you know the, the great Nick Faldo could chimed in and said, would you like some help with that god-awful putting stroke? I, 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 I'm, I'm in Pinehurst. I will come and help you because that is ugly. And I, it's hard to watch. <laughs> 
but he keeps posting it. It's I, like, dude. Uh, what's the what's it called when you just you're, for punishment? I, I guess so. Yeah, when you're when you're turned oh. on to just just pain. Uh, what's do you, do you watch Billions? The show Billions. Oh, yes. Yeah. What I mean, I mean Tom Toshu on it's what a, what a great show. I mean, phenomenal. What by a great the way. cast. Incredible, great incredible. I think one of the best shows that's been made it's in the last five years. But it, Sorkin what, what, relation there, Andrew Ross Sorkin. I don't know the relation, but um, could could be the writing family. Oh yeah, but it is, Brian, it is so good. Brian Koppelman still at the top of his game. Incredible. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what, what would you call you know uh, Paul Giamatti's character when he just likes getting his ass beat all the time? You know, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, what, whatever you know. At, uh, I mean, it's not a dominant. He likes, no, he he likes. I mean, with the leg strap thing, he yeah. I mean, it was that thing, and uh, I'm proving to everybody how absolutely vanilla my sex life probably is right now because I don't <laughs> I don't know what all this stuff is called. But uh, yeah, I mean that that's basically what this Riggs guy is. He he just he loves the punishment, man. He likes putting that ugly ugly stroke out there for the whole world to take it. It's like I feel like it's just my my retinas just start burning. And enough but, is enough, and it's time for a change. <laughs> The Rock, <laughs> incredible. Uh, but as he was actually somewhat of a newsbreaker, from what I saw earlier in the week, in that he was tracking the movements of Tiger's yacht, and <laughs> there was speculation. And first of all, I don't even know how one tracks a private person's yacht. I I have no idea how that they're works. All, they're all buddies. Okay, so he's tracking it, and they all of a sudden they see it taking off from Florida, heading up towards Harbor Town, and all of a sudden. All over the internet, there was wild speculation that Tiger was going to come and he was going to play this week. But then the you know the deadline to you know register for players came. It went. Tiger's yacht seemingly docked somewhere you know south of uh, where Harbor Town is, and Cat's not playing this weekend. So that was out the window. However, there was probably about twenty hours of real excitement that Tiger was going to backdoor his way into, into starting on Thursday. So. Uh, Tiger's not there, but again, five out of the top, top five players in the world are playing this weekend. It's going to be uh, great to watch. And I will say great this, Great area. Great area. Oh, my goodness. Great one, area. One thing that's a little weird, Boat, um, and again, it's uh, it was the same case for last weekend, but uh, Josh Burhow, I hope he's pronouncing his name right, from Golf.com. He's a, he's a writer and editor there. Uh, had an article titled, Dream Fields, but no ticket sales have been yeah. bittersweet for PGA Tour venues. And it was kind of this whole breakdown about how incredible it is that somehow, some way, these these tournaments that normally just get dog shit, you know, fields when, when it comes to top twenty players are just overwhelmed with how good their fortune is. And somehow, some way, it's on the one year where they can't sell any tickets to take advantage of it, and they just feel awful because chances are, when everything, well, I should say, if everything ever goes back to normal, yeah. um, they're the chances of a field at a tournament like this ever happening again seems slim to none. So it's like, it, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think I, I mainly just been thinking about the charities that are hurting. I yeah, mean, big time. there's so many, literally tens of hundreds of millions of dollars. That's not going to be donated this year. Um, as you know, I think the, the PGA tour, we've talked about it. They do a great is, job. Man. For, for all of their faults, they do a great job. Yep. Oh, it's, and it's, you know, it, it, the local communities are going to get impacted a little bit with the hotel stays and the, and stuff like that. And the, there's not a lot of eating out, but um, yeah, these it's, it's too bad because these communities that have been hosting these events for a long time, they really, really thrive from hosting an event like this and having spent a good amount of time in the low country, boy, it's neat. I'm sure there's a, there's probably fans that have been going to this tournament for 50 years that are just absolutely bummed that they can't go watch this. Cause it, it really is one of the, 
I've been to not all, but many of the, you know, and then the other ones that I haven't been to, I feel like I've been there just because I watched so much golf growing up. But this is a really special venue, and the community just totally, totally jumps in and, and backs it. And it's uh, the volunteers. The volunteers are still doing it, but uh, boy, these the communities and the charities are really getting hurt by the COVID. Yep, totally, man. And also, by the way, boat not to change, uh, but I just got I just got a note over the shoulder from our research team. And they yeah. they have they have informed me that Tiger's yacht uh, ended up docking at St. Simmons Island, Georgia. Okay, uh, and it's He's probably the... playing probably playing some golf with DL three. Seems like a pretty like a pretty good life for Tiger. I mean, I... I mean, he's got a lot of buddies there. Half the tour lives at St. Simon Islands. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Now, I, on a side note, do you think that we're going to see Tiger at any of the no fan events? I don't know. He hasn't said anything, has he? He hasn't said he hasn't said anything. I, I, I tough, guess we're tough, we're tough to kind of know what Tiger. He keeps it pretty close to the vest. We're so. we're gonna do the most responsible thing we can do right now, boat, and that is to wildly speculate without any facts. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm guessing no, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see him at Memorial. Oh, I think he's going to Jack's place. Uh, but, but there's but, but, there's but, but two tournaments fans, there, though, right? You heard that, right? Yeah, yeah. So they have two tournaments now. Is one with fans and one without fans, or are they both the two first? One fan is full events? field, and one is invitational. Interesting. Are, now, are, are the fans... week before week before is going to be full field? Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Is it? Do you think Tiger will show up for one of those two? Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty good track record, know how. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, question: Is there a? I state... think he's probably won about thirty percent of his PGA Tour events in a while. Well, you know, when when Firestone is in your state, you know yeah. that you got a nice track record. <laughs> uh, I mean, question for you: Is Tiger not dominant in any states? Um, I guess New York. Good, good question. Has he won at Bethpage or has he won at Wingfoot? He's he's won at Bethpage. Yeah. Okay. He hasn't won at Wingfoot. Um. I, I don't think he has any weak states. I'll say that. Yeah. He certainly that's... won a lot more in four or five states just because of the amount of events they hold. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think he has a weak state. No, I don't think so either. Now, if pretty good not... win percentage for his career. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. Not not bad at all. So, I, but I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I Since we are kind of just doing this thing off the cuff, I don't know yeah. how much you had prepared. Uh, but because I don't want to leave us talking about the R- RBC heritage before we jump on to our last thing that I wanted to bring up with you today. But. I mean, were you able to prepare a a no chance list of sorts? For, we talked about Brooks. We we did talk about Brooks. So my, my question to you then is, if I were to bring up the odds for this weekend uh, yeah. and, and give you a couple names, would you be able to hit us with uh, you know the <laughs> with a, with a no chance? Uh, mm-hmm. Let me okay. Let me see. So I'm going to do what all podcasters strive to do uh, on any great broadcast. And that is to use the Google machine to look up things while everybody listens to my keystrokes on the the line. Uh, yes, that, that is, that is correct. So we're right now we are Googling RBC heritage odds. Um, let's see here. Heritage odds, surprising picks, predictions. I don't know if I like this cause it's not going to, all right. So do you want to take a guess on who the favorite is this weekend? Uh, There's one that I, don't, I don't know. Probably, uh, I don't know, probably not Rory. Maybe Dustin or uh, Spieth. Spieth is one there. I think it's incredible that Rory McIlroy is still the favorite via William Hill at eleven uh, to one. God, oh, eleven to one. Okay, that's not really a favorite. 
but that's just still, that's still a long shot. Justin Thomas sixteen to one, DeChambeau sixteen to one, John Rahm eighteen to one, Xander twenty two to one, Colin Morikawa twenty five to one, and then of course everyone's favorite, Colin Morikawa or Sung J M at twenty eight to one. I mean, it might be worth putting five or ten dollars on each of those guys. It's probably those are some idea. pretty healthy odds. Anytime you get Justin Thomas at sixteen to one on a golf course that got, um. I As like, we know, dude, he's he's one of the best ball strikers out there. I kind of like I kind of like Morikawa twenty five to one right there. That that's, oh, that's yeah. I that, mean that almost kind of and you know Sung J M even if he can get you know three to one on Sung J M to finish top ten, that's it's like I mean three there's put that one in the bank that. you know put that one in the that's, bank that should be you should you should have a button on your phone that says auto bet yeah right <laughs> all right so I, I'm gonna throw, just throw a few of these names boat I just want to hear if if they have no chance or not okay mm-hmm. okay. Fresh off a, a very surprising and successful, albeit uh, with some bumps in it, uh, Jordan Spieth. Uh, no, he, he. I think he has a chance. I like that. Uh, also had a good weekend last week. Brandon Grace. No. <laughs> everybody, I, I, I just don't like the guy. Everybody, I'm not. I'm never going to be able to be, get the visual of that three wood or hybrid he hit out of bounds at Chambers Bay on on uh, 16. <laughs> I, I I just. Because of that shot alone, I'm never going to pick the guy to win a tournament ever again. Yes, that's probably a good move. Uh, Gary Woodland. Uh, definitely has a chance. Mm. Trending. I think he liked being uh, – I think he I think he got his whiskers wet a little bit. Uh, I think he kind of liked um, those those weekend juices. He looked good, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. He looks slim. He looks, he looks confident. He did, I mean, the guy doesn't have to do anything for five years, so he's got nothing to lose. At thirty-five to one, Tustin Johnson. Whew. Not in good form, but anytime you get that guy in his home state at thirty-five to one, it's probably worth five or ten dollars. Okay, and now with even better odds than Dustin Johnson at thirty to one, Patrick Reed. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. A lot of people with chances this weekend, boat. Yeah. A lot of people I mean, with chances. Reed, Reed would. He had an extremely quiet, tied for seventh. Man, that, last is, week. that is true. Ricky Fowler, the narc. Not seeing it. He played his best best golf in the in the in the in the TaylorMade thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then he hit a horrible shot on the last hole. But um, feels like something's missing. Yeah, uh, did, didn't play well last week. Um, so yeah, need need I I, I got to see some evidence before I. Throw some shackles on it, as this, you would say. This is somebody that I am very much pulling for, and I actually think does have a chance to win. Um, you know, not necessarily because he's playing great golf right now, but because this is a golf course that would seem to set up for his game. Uh, you know, this is the guy of all the guys. I know this actually is the case, but this one specifically has reminded us that his name is on his golf bag. I love it, Kisner. Sixty-six to one. Oh, you're kidding me. Sixty-six to one. Dude, the guy is from Aiken, South Carolina. Yeah. I'm putting $10 on kids. For sh- Dude, this is one of the golf courses where he's like, oh, I can win there. Yeah, exactly. Anytime you play a golf course that's 7, under 7,000 yards, I-, I love Kisner's chances. Uh, can your research department find out if he switched to Titleist? Because I thought I saw him wearing a Titleist hat in an interview or a commercial. Hey, uh, research. I didn't- you got that? All right. They're on it. Thanks, right. research. Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to hopefully get that back here in another minute or so, but... Uh... Uh, I feel like we would have seen something on Golf Week. Someone tweet that you know 
he's been a Cowboy guy for a while. I think probably I since think so. he got out on tour. So that does make sense. And the guy did win the match play last year playing the product. So I, I don't know why he'd want to switch unless Titus was like, "Hey, we'll double you." That that does make sense. Uh, all right, last one for uh, no chance or not. Sixty-six to one. Wow, I'll pick up those sticks. Mm-hmm. Uh, champion last weekend, Dan Berger at forty to one. Uh, not the type of guy that is scared to win and get really hot. Guy's got some moxie. The guy's Instagram handle is DJ Straight Vibin. Would mm. not be surprised. Hey, if what's his name? Uh, won two in a row. Uh, Brendan, uh, Brendan, uh, Brendan Todd. And the, his game was on the absolute skids. If that guy can win two in a row, Daniel Berger can win two in a row. Hmm. Okay. Uh, no by doubt. The, by the way, research has uh, returned something to me. They've uh, passed me an article from Golf Monthly, a what's in the bag for Kevin Kisner. Now, this is from March 2020. So maybe things have changed, but it's possible that you could be right, Boat. As of March 2020, uh, Kisner has a bag of Callaways barring the wedges, which are Titleist Vokies, and he also plays a Pro V1. Hmm. He could have been transitioning. Hmm. Very, very well could have been transitioning. I, I know, again, like you said, always been a Callaway guy. That's how yeah. I've always known it. But uh, even as of March, he did have Titleists in the bag in, in the form of wedges. 66 to 1. That's a, <laughs> you that's you a can't come back number. to 66 I, I mean, that's just... For a guy who everyone, all they talk about is ball striking and moxie playing. I mean, the guy's from Aiken. It's, he, oh, that's easy. If if I, if I lose $10 on a bet, I'm not even going to worry about it. No, no, I'm not. And if you. I'll go get, I'll go get 40 quarters out of my freaking change box in my I car. I was going to say, and if you win, all of a sudden you got, you got a round of pebble paid for with the caddy. Exactly. Woo! With the caddy, maybe even a burger wow. at the turn. Well, definitely not in the tap room. That's uh, that, that's going to be a thirty dollars burger. Actually, no. Wait, it's not thirty. I think the last time I was there it was only twenty. It's it's they know where to get in your wallet. Okay. They don't be, they don't beat you up too bad, uh, food and beverage wise. Okay, well, that's good. Unless um, you're going to Roy's or. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, yeah. Before we go to the last thing of the day here, boat. Uh, my last question: Is there any players that I did not mention that you're thinking off the top of your head you are not feeling great about? Um. Is is there any chance um, that my guy is in the field, the uh, the most hated uh, Englishman? He somehow won a uh, Masters. Uh man, let me see here. Daniel, 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 Bueller, Bueller. It does if, not appear so. If Willett is in the field, he will not win. <laughs> You know, you know what? I just realized right now that again, we we are in the 21st century boat. I can use this uh, thing here that will allow me. You're gonna to... hop on the line again. Danny Willett does have odds at 225 to one. What are your thoughts on Danny Willett this weekend, boat? Not even worth a dollar. Okay. <laughs> and in his prime, the golf course would have been perfect for him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's still. You know, it's funny, man. I was actually because. Uh, one of the podcasts I was listening to the other day, uh, probably have to give another shout out to the no laying up guys. I think it was them. Yeah. Uh, just greatest, you know, meltdowns of all time. Uh, they did like a podcast where they're just trying to find, you know, some of the greatest just meltdowns and they didn't include Spieth in 2016 because it was just too obvious. It's, it's, it's so, it's still so fresh that I think they were looking for some deeper cuts, but man, it's just so crazy to me that Jordan Spieth did that. And somehow of all the people to benefit your boy. Your boy was the one that actually happened to be on the other side. Just incredible. Incredible stuff. Danny Willett. What in the worst? 
Um, powerful Dan Willett. Um, I got I got a couple tales from the golf shop if you're interested. Absolutely. Okay. Let, let's let, let's save the first. I got one last thing. Well, a news okay. item actually that I wanted to just run by you. Just let everybody know. I'm sure most people listening to this podcast are already fully aware, but the announcement was made on Monday um, that the major championship that is going to be contested in the Bay Area, or at least was scheduled oh, yes, to be contested yes. in the Bay Area, Baltimore, yeah, um, is going to be taking place as of now uh, at Harding Park. Uh, the PGA Championship taking place at the beginning of August, but it has now been confirmed that tournament will be played sans golf fans boat, making it the first major championship without spectators yeah. ever. Yeah, that was uh, Tower and Sarah's room just freed up for a week. <laughs> uh, their spare room, but um, yeah, it's still so, I mean, the, obviously the fan, but that place is so gorgeous, as you know. It is going to look. Um, really, I, I think it is gonna really going to really, pop on TV. Really good on TV. Ab- absolutely, it's going to pop. Really good. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, you know, be, and be, I've heard they're already bringing in the the uh, uh, the fairways. Um, it's already in. They've got the they've got the bones down to how they want it to play. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the rough will get longer and it won't be as playable. But uh, it from what I hear, uh, Coach Mike Simonek was there. Uh, a couple weeks ago playing with uh uh andy his brother mm-hmm. and um andy paid uh he, andy's rich um good for andy coach mike always he, he likes playing the game spend andy's money um so but he said it was a butt kicking is it uh open enrollment are we allowed to play that game as well <laughs> i'll ask andy okay oh, yes, that sounds good um yeah I mean, I was Andy, saying, is that a two-player game or a four-player <laughs> game <laughs> uh what's it called josh uh josh sends who is also a writer for golf.com i think he's based out of oakland uh, i've seen him at a couple different media days uh, although i've always been way too shy to go and uh introduce myself because the guy just looks like he's got a you know nine o'clock yeah. shadow every time i see him he's just see, but anyway he said, I, I do like reading some of josh's stuff because he does a lot of bay area focused stuff that you know for mm-hmm. on a national platform and he uh in their muni monday series where they kind of, you know, just write about, you know, some municipal golf course somewhere each week. Um, he was talking about Harding this past Monday, saying exactly what you were saying, that right now fairway widths on average are about 60% yeah. uh, of what they normally are. They've actually moved a lot of the center lines to make it so they're all of the dog legs. You know, Harding is one of those places where when it's open, just open to the public, yeah. the fairway bunkers are not right up against the fairways. There's usually a couple of paces Yep. You know, between, you know, the bunker and when it gets out to the fairways, they've moved all those. So right now, the skinnier fairways are Showing now, teeth. yep, they're, they're, they're nestling right up next to the bunkers, which I'm actually not 100% sure how big of a difference that's going to make. Because I, I don't know about you, boat, but when I played um, for one of the events that for the PGA Championship yes. uh, for the yeah, media, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember the, their bunkers, I was not able to go. I know you were not able. We were hoping you were going to get out there. Um, the, the, bunkers, kids. the bunkers out there are not deep. They're actually very, very shallow, and I don't. Yeah, they're, I, they're extremely playable. The bunkers. Yeah. So I, I don't. If anything, given how deep it sounds like the rough is going to be out there, I'm starting to get the idea that there's going to be a lot of lot of players. There's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be get in that bunker. Please get in that bunker. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, man, it's uh, as we know, Harding can grow some rough. So Harding's going to grow rough. It's going to be thick. Uh, they're already saying it's already at ankle height. Uh, Josh in his article was saying. It's not as long as it's going to be yet, and it was already the point where I kind of felt like I needed to step on my ball in order to find it. Yeah. And you're kind of like, okay. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty long. So, um, yeah, man, so it's, it's going to be crazy. Any thoughts on the PGA Championship 
with no fans before we uh, moved to Tales in the Golf Shop? Uh, I'm glad that everyone's going to be, you know, that n- probably not a lot of people remember watching the uh, President's Cup was there a while ago. And then before that, when Daly collapsed in the playoff, the Tiger uh, the, oh. and the uh, American Express, I think it was, or the World Golf Championship. World Golf, but, um, the WGC American Express Championship, 2005, yeah. Tiger Woods, John Daly. I just rewatched the yeah. la- the, the meltdown on the last. Oh, poor guy. But, to uh, watch. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be a treat. I really do. Yeah. I think people are going to get a nice understanding that it's just a great golf course. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's going to be wild. Um, all right, boat. Let's let's put a bow on this thing in the best way that we know how. Mm-hmm. And and that's what tales from the golf shop, man. What's you know? It, I think I got a couple. Yeah, lay, lay, lay it on me. What, what what has been going on at the golf shop? So it's it hasn't slowed down at all. I mean, it's. I thought me and Mike were going to have. Sun, I thought we were going to share an ambulance on uh, <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> You know, we're out at we're out of carts. Uh Thursdays for ladies' day. We're out of carts by nine, nine thirty. Um oh, it is Christ. just uh it's really stressful. Um some people get it, some people don't. So on Sunday, um, you know, and we've got sixteen carts already in the bank, you know, of people that have paid. We're like, Hey, we can't give it to you right now. Like it doesn't matter that you showed up an hour before your tea time. There's it's going to go to the tee times before you. So we we owe people 16 carts. So I hop in the Ranger cart, you know, the netted one, to uh, or on, my, on my, my way to get in that cart to drive down. We're starting on 10. To, you know, it's less congested down there. And, you know, we can't have people bulking up and, you know, sure. six feet. So sure. I I'm, I'm, I step out of the pro shop and I'm on my way to the cart. And you know, there's a group of like seven guys. And they're like, hey, man, I'm still waiting on that cart. And I just, I was like, see a filter. No shit, guy. <laughs> just, just, just felt like, just one, he deserved it, but two, we're both not happy about the situation, so we're on the same page. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like we're, we're no, no one likes running out of carts. No. And and during these times, people are taking carts that usually walk, and it's just like. See that was is not that that's the part that doesn't compute to me because if you're worried yeah. about the social distancing thing, at least for me personally, I would never want to take a cart unless I absolutely had to given everything that's going on now. Because one rider per cart, and it's uh, unless you're in the same household, and it's <laughs> I don't uh, the other story. <laughs> a guy calls and um, he's like, "Yeah, so if if we live in the same house, uh, we can share a cart, right?" Because I heard you guys are short on carts. We're like, "Yeah." Like, you know, bring an ID or driver's license, water bill, anything, you know. And uh, the guy's like 25, and he walks in. He goes, I go, so are you the guy I talked to? He goes, yeah. He brings up his phone, and he shows me a picture of him drinking beer with three buddies. He's like, see, we're roommates. Mm. And I'm like, that's not going to work, Parker. I'm like, that's, come on, that's complete BS. Like, I can't. That's not worth, that's not worth it. You know what I mean? I hope he And he it. goes, I, I'm not trying to BS you, man. Like, I get where you're coming from, bro. But it's just like, and I'm like, guy, no. <laughs> like, they wanted to ride with their buddies. And it, this was this was later in the day when we did have carts. So I was like, you guys got to take your own. Well, come on, man. And I'm just like, dude, you, you guys all get to ride. I'm sorry you can't. You can. Now, you're actually you getting can, a golf you cart. Can, you, you should can, be thankful. You can throw it up when you get home. Like it's not like you have to yell to talk to that person. I mean, did you want to hold hands? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you guys can split up the claws. 
um i was just like the guy showed me a a, a selfie <laughs> so incredible Thinking that that's the only thing would have made it better is if he'd actually showed it to you in the tiktok app that that, yeah. that 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 would have been the real. I'm not on the, the I'm not on I'm not on the T talk yet. No, you? no, me, me, no, 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 me neither. I'm, I'm I'm holding out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stick to the other four just, social media apps that I use regularly. Thank you. Uh, people um, still impatient, and it's but there's been more lately. I mean, it's been six a.m. to some nights six thirty, six forty-five. No, no, uh, no, no blocks. Um, just straight humanity and uh i mean the weather's been perfect well people have been people have been uh you know secluded uh sequestered uh we get it but uh you know it's just we there's just the people uh there's no there's more new golfers too because it's one of the things you can do yeah there's more new golfers and there's people that are saying they live in santa rosa but it's like i don't i've been working i know you you don't live here <laughs> you, you don't live here i'm pretty good at the uh zip code things and yep. uh and uh you know we we have caller id so when you call it's one of the first things we ask you know we're not gonna have carts available and i'm like i hate to ask are you a county resident they're like well i used to be and i'm like well i'm sorry yeah um, but ho- hopefully that is one of the restrictions that uh, gets loosened here because uh clearly the people are enjoying the golfing. Well, dude, so I'll share a quick little thing with you as well. So, um, you know, we had to have a discussion. So for everybody who's listening out there, you know, we obviously have a, uh, uh, as part of Golf Guide, we obviously have this great podcast, but we also, yeah. you know, do a magazine and a website where we sell, you know, vouchers for greens fees for rounds of golf. Um, it's been a, been a hot ticket item at Bennett Valley. Well, Kyle. I'm not going to lie to you, but I, I, I may have to talk to you. I think there's you. Probably, probably been a surge. Uh, there has uh, been a large because surge. there was... Like five transactions in a row where it was a golf guide, and I'm like, oh dear God! I'm like, what, are they selling these for ten dollars? What are we doing, Kyle? Well, so here's the thing: is we we've not lowered prices or anything like that, but I actually may have to do the same thing for for Benna Valley, and that is, we actually got a call from another one of our golf courses that we sell passes for, yeah. um, who's you know, there, there's a couple golf courses that represent a large portion of the sales for us. One of yeah. those um, is you know, the, the fine people up at Windsor. And uh, we're talking to one of the guys who literally talked to us like, you know what, man, I, I know it sounds crazy and this is just temporary, but is there any chance you guys could raise your prices? And we're like, oh, I mean, well, I mean, I was thinking, well, we provide a great deal. I want to make yeah. sure. But like, we, we don't mind. You just mind us asking what he's like, we are turning people away from the golf course. Yeah. We literally have 50 more people showing up every day to play golf than we have spots for. So I'm just trying to search for ways Oh, that's to the other thing. Disincentivize people to come play golf, and like, could you people guys are, just temporarily are coming in? Yeah, and like, can you temporarily people are the... coming in with bogus tee times, Kyle? <laughs> no shit, three to four a day. No, no shit. I got, I, I got the twelve oh three. I'm sorry, sir. We don't offer a twelve oh three tee time. Good oh, try, dude. Like, you are not on my tee sheet. You are on my waiting list. If case there's a cancellation, <sighs> you're getting three to four bogus times a day, and I'm not shitting you, Kyle. That is incredible. We're so and people can't believe that you have to book more than a day out. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that's how it is right now. Like it's like crazy. Get, it's like you better book seven days out. Yeah, like you better, or yeah. you're not getting the time you want. Jesus Christ! It's dude. crazy, dude. It's it is absolutely crazy. I mean, it's just it is. It's mayhem. Twenty twenty is the Allstate commercial. It is. <laughs> 
I saw a funny meme, and it's just, it's true, dude. It is. There is so many people out there, and it is. It's great for the for the uh, for the operators. It really is. Some of the employees, it's great. Some of them, not. It's not. The stress isn't really adding up to the uh, to the pay. But it's it's a, it's a lot, man. Man, that is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of extra stuff that the golf course has to do. Whew. Yeah, it's um, if it, it's yeah, just be patient with us because we're we know that you want to play golf. Obviously, it's great out. It's cheap. The course is in phenomenal shape. Mm-hmm. We know why you're out there, but everyone else has the same idea as you. Man, so that is try and book wild. out as far as possible. And we have pull carts. Bring your own pull cart. Um, the pace play is still great. That's the best thing. That is that a lot I mean, of it's the single I mean, rider car things do wonders for pace of play. We're, we haven't had a round over four hours and 10 minutes in a long time. I, like I mean, that. it's, it's, it's like really good lot. right now. Um, but it's, whew, boy, there's a lot of people, Kyle, <laughs> a lot of golfers, not enough courses. Man, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, crazy, crazy stuff. Well, boat on that note. I I say put a bow on this thing, man. This has been yeah. a, a riveting conversation, uh, you, you know, punk, punctuated by busy golf courses, which yeah, uh, stressful for for some. Uh, With ho- hopefully, hopefully less restrictions coming. But yeah, the uh, I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed. Boy, man, when you get when you get a bunch of golf mooses in, and you know those are for two with carts, and Oof. you got you know, they have two tee times, and it's four four golf mooses and. Uh, you know, eight eight carts. You're just like, oh, that hurts. Well, oh. the, the one thing I, I will feel, do is... I feel bad for the for the foursomes that are directly behind them or that are going to be possibly brought out carts. You know, we're starting on ten, dude. Thursday we were bringing people carts out on thirteen, fifteen. <laughs> Jimbo's running back because you can't have an employee sit in the cart with you, dude. You know what no I mean? Way. To Jimbo, piggyback you out there, Jimbo's, it's, Jimbo's it's cardio, crazy, dude. His cardio grinding. must be insane right now. Grinding. What? Well, <laughs> We have doubled our our blood pressure, our blood, uh, blood pressure pills. Well, uh, I was gonna say, to, to getting back to the whole thing with uh, the, the the vouchers that we saw on our website. I don't know if yeah. you, I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, you know, we talked to Bob right when uh, right when you guys started opening back up again. Yeah, and we added a restriction to every single voucher that we sell to Benna Valley, where it now says cart is not guaranteed. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, and and guess who's fighting us on on T off did it, but guess who's fighting us. The Moosers? Golf, golf now. Oh, no. Oh, you don't say. The Gougers. Yes, guys are the I worst. I had three guys today going, why did I pay a transaction fee if I'm paying a rack rate? I go, dude, don't go on that website. Yeah, I was like, you're the you're the moron that went to golf now. I go, what do I like, what, what like, tell stay, you? Stay off that website. Yeah, it's it's awful. It's the worst. It's like, you're supposed to be smart. $4, that's like, <laughs> it's almost, I mean, that's like, it's like six tacos from Jack in the Box. That's a beer, man. What are you doing? Yeah. Exactly. What are you doing? Oh, <laughs> incredible. Oh, both. This, this has been awesome, man. This it's been a good one. Absolutely awesome. Really enjoyed this. Uh, who do you, well, last thing I'll ask before we, uh, before we put a wrap on it. Um, one guy, who do you got this week at the Heritage? I'm going Kansas 66, 66 to, to one. one. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, love it. All right. On that note, I'm taking kids as well. Everybody have a great week. Uh, boat. I hope you have a phenomenal weekend, my friend. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully, you know, I'll keep my fingers crossed that, uh, it, it does not get too crazy, uh, out there at the golf course that, uh, somehow the golfers all coincidentally somehow take a chill pill at the same time. And, uh, they, they treat the staff at the golf course with, you know, the measured respect that they would give to all of their fellow humans. That's all we can hope. 
Love it. All right. Everybody love everybody. Beautiful. Thank you. That, that is very well said. Until next time, boat. Thank you very much, everybody. We will be back with you Thanks, guys Mark. soon. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks again to Jess uh, for the fun conversation. Good stuff there. And a big thanks to our sponsor, the Sea Winds Estate. Uh, check out seawindsestate.com. And uh, who knows? You might just find yourself a, a great little home base for your next uh, next golf trip to the Oregon coast. Should be uh, should be very fun. And the views are not bad either. <laughs> Actually, when I was talking to Jess about uh, that, we got we got a sponsor last night. I told him to check out the uh, the website, and all the text back that I got was holy sea winds. Uh, so pr- pretty awesome. Um, and also, thank you very much to GolfGuide.net. A little pat on the back there. Uh, if you're looking for a you know a fun round of golf at a great price, check out GolfGuide.net. Um, you got dozens of deals to golf courses all across Northern California, Tahoe, even the Nevada side of Tahoe. Um, and yeah, if you go and you find something you like, use the promotional code GG Podcast, all one word, GG Podcast at checkout, and save an extra ten percent on those already heavily discounted greens fees. Uh, So with that, everybody, have a wonderful weekend. Hope you get to enjoy a little golf on TV. And even more so, I hope you get to enjoy some golf out on the golf course. I know here in my neck of the woods in Northern California, it's going to be hot. So uh, apply the sunscreen. Sunscreen, bucket hat, you know, and get out there and, uh, and get it done. So with that, everybody, have a wonderful weekend. I will be back next week. And until then, adios.